Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guests today are Robert Bell, CEO, and retired Colonel Mark Schonberg, who's a chief of staff at 2B3D. In today's episode, we discuss PTSD and suicidality in veterans and how 2B3D, a tech company, integrates medical research into VR games to treat widespread debilitating mental disorders. Welcome to Lifeology. Thank you. Thanks. I am really looking forward to this. We had a great uh, talk in the pre-call. It's so interesting how technology has advanced so much. When I was a kid, I had my little Nintendo and I would play Super Mario Brothers and I did so well at it. But as I've gotten older and I've, I'm not very good at technology anymore. I feel like one of those boomers. But it's so interesting. I love the fact that you are taking this whole technology and you're, and you're in the, the pioneers of this in helping people who are struggling with mental disorders. Before we get started, tell me about what is 2B3D? Yeah, sure. Uh, so 2B3D is a gaming tech web three company. That's that's what mm-hmm. we were. That's how we started. We started off as um, actually it's funny you say Mario Brothers. Uh, our co-founder, um, Andrew, he was in Nintendo magazine at age 10 for having the highest score on Indiana Jones. Oh, really? And wow. Super big gamer. Ended up opening up the number one snowboard company in the world, 5150, and uh, oh just had this desire to do games. You know, So he sold it and went to a game school where he got two bachelors, graduated top of the class, and um, then got his master's in 3D gaming. Uh, we wanted to build an uh, art-type vis- uh, virtual art house, and uh, you know, we started working on that, and then he also, in the middle of all this, he joined the Army. And while at the oh. Army, um, he received the combat medic badge, which is a badge you get for when you're under fire and people are getting shot and things are getting blown up. He hmm. stayed, and he saved lives. So oh when he came God, back, he imagine. came back with PTSD. And uh, during the course of us building this stuff, he had had appointments to therapy. And when he got there, the doctor wasn't there, right? Said, sorry, not going to be here. He waited a month for the appointment. It's going to be a month for the next one. And Mm. we're dealing with PTSD. I don't know if you know this, but it's roughly around the 40,000 veterans since 9-11 have taken their own lives. It's Mm. it's, When you go through that PTSD spiral, it's it's intense. So this was a really big deal to him. And he was like, well, if we're building these rooms, why can't we do it um, for therapy, right? So this is like three years ago. Smart. We just started going, oh, this is before Metaverse words came out. You know, so, so we're building mm-hmm. these games. We're building in um, Unreal Engine 5, right? We're also building mm-hmm. VR. We're just building all these things. And it slowly over a period of time, we had met with other groups and started finding out there was there were certain things that could relieve PTSD symptoms. So we're mm-hmm. like, okay, well, how much does it cost? Maybe $50,000 or whatever it is. You got to fly to this place. You got to do that. 
So sure. we started the hunt for looking for things, and we're still on the hunt looking for as many as we can, things that mm-hmm. uh, reduce the symptoms of PTSD. Because our theory is if PTSD didn't exist, there would be way less suicide, right? So sure. um, what we've found is that we can actually duplicate a majority of these processes that are expensive, and we can put them in VR. So nobody has to go anywhere. If you, you're cooking your food and your headset dings, it's time for your therapy appointment. But also mm-hmm. you can work on these tests to reduce PTSD. But one of the main things with doctor's appointments that they're finding is people don't want to go. It's boring. Mm-hmm. You got to go sit in an office for two hours, right? <laughs> right. So we're like, yeah. we're a game company. We're a game company, right? Let's make it fun. So not only are we taking the, uh, like let's just say a meditation room or a cognitive mm-hmm. test. We're taking it, but rather than, looking at the green light twice and, and, you know, raising your hat, whatever it is, you'll sure. be playing Super Mario Brothers, you know, or something along those lines. <laughs> it's going to get you to do the exact same thing that you need to do in order to make the blood flow and the healing begin. So our, yes. our, we're, we're making healing fun, right? So that's, uh, that's 2B3D. I mean, we're building our own center. That, that hospital VRX will be inside of a place, but we're, we're building a lot of stuff that I probably won't get into on this show, but it's, uh, it's really exciting. Sure. Uh, every time I get a little update and I look, I'm just blown away. The tech is here. It's just, everybody's like metaverse. Why? Why would I want to go into a metaverse? Mm-hmm. You know, there needs to be reasons, right? Fun, healing. And so uh, mm-hmm. we're building around that concept. And uh, that's 2B3D for my version. Mark, if you want to jump in and uh, add to it, but. No, I'm, I mean, you know, I would tell you, James, one of the great things about our company is, you know, we're majority veteran owned, um, mm-hmm. but we also have two or three of our really hardcore employees that are, uh, you know, over 90%, a couple hundred percent certified disabled from PTSD and the associated anxiety. And so we, on a daily basis, are working, um, you know, with folks that are impaired. Um, Mm -hmm. And really, you know, the system is, um, the system is not good. We started with veterans, but as Rob will tell you, and Rob has personal experience, he does a lot of volunteer work at uh, some addiction recovery it easily applies to teenagers or the LBGT community, these high-risk communities. Sure. You could take those goggles. You could give them to um, displaced refugees in Ukraine. Um, but you could also give them to Russian soldiers and Ukrainian soldiers afterwards yeah. to treat their PTSD. Because when you have that with an individual and they have a family, you know, now the whole family has PTSD, right? Yes, or at least they, they suffer That's from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has just gone, you know, undiagnosed uh, forever and ever, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I grew up in the American Legion Club, all those World War II veterans, Korean War veterans, Vietnam veterans, and many of them carried some form of PTSD, but it just wasn't called that. Sure. But now in hindsight, you can see how that trickled down. Shot, and shot, so yeah. yes. what we're really doing is we're fusing, you know, using that fusion of technology um, to address a problem that really, I mean, let's face it. Um, you've been in this space, uh, uh, you know, a lot longer than I have, but it really hasn't received the uh, recognition that I think it deserved until yeah. the last, you know, 10, 10 years or so. I was looking at statistics and I believe it's every, there's, is it 22 veterans commit suicide within a year or excuse me, within an hour? Uh, no. So that, that is a very controversial in our teams is it? Uh, okay. sector. Okay. So it's 22 a day. That is the accepted okay. number. Okay. That's the regular. Some people say 17, some people say 22, but this, so That's we are primarily better known, right? And we work with nonprofits sure. that are very connected. And so uh-huh. this is my aha. I'm going to tell you about my aha moment, why I really sure. flipped and just went full passion on this. But um, 
only six states, and if I'm wrong by a state or two, but roughly six states report sure. the numbers. And then if you're oh. in the military, they can't say how you died for until two years after the fact. So really high up people that I'm talking to that are very in the know are saying it's mm. more like 50 a day, right? It's, it's a much higher number oh than gosh. what we're actually, what we're hearing. So, I, and that's why just on a Zoom meeting like this, there's like 20 other people on, we're doing a, a sales call and somebody mentioned the 22 a day. There's a, uh, was a yeah. campaign 22 pushups a day, right? Just to represent, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I lost, you know, ADD, whatever, but I lost interest in the meeting and I just started writing down 22. And I was like times 10, 220, times 30, six weeks, times 12. And I'm like, holy, if you told me that 20,000 plumbers or, you know, or yeah. whatever, I mean, it just wouldn't make sense. So I was like, this is a real issue. Now, being primarily veteran owned, what happens if that many veterans are killing themselves and we have this many veterans in the community, all of a sudden we start hearing, you know, combat mm-hmm. medic recipient is like, oh, my, my combat medic just took his life last night. Four days later, mm-hmm. oh, my combat medic took his, I'm like, no, you already told me. He's like, no, it's another one. A week later, another one. Uh, we had oh a, my gosh. a game influencer and a PR person for one of the larger PR firms in California uh, set up a meeting so that we could try to work something out. And on that call, neither one of them are veterans, but on that call, the first thing they said to each other was, are you going to the funeral? And it was their friend that introduced them years ago that was a veteran that took his oh life the night before. So, yeah, you know, I always say things like, uh, I don't know, I learned this in a Tony Robbins seminar. Like if you say, look for everything green, right? And then you sh- mm-hmm. shut your eyes and then say, well, what did you see that was red, right? You know, it wants, mm-hmm. you, know you, you can't think of anything, but you can think of everything That's green. Right. Once you put yourself in the sector and you start watching, I mean, because I, I got to be honest, I'm 48. And up until about a year and a half ago, veteran suicide to me was like, kind of just like suicide. I mean, it sucks sure. and it's bad, but. There's a huge difference between just regular suicide and what's going on with this PTSD. And Mm -hmm. my best friend, Andy, who we co-founded this together that has PTSD, I mean, I could verify if he talked to me the way he talked to me in a PTSD moment ever, ever, I would never talk to him ever again. But I'd known him for 40 years prior to to seeing this. And just, Mm -hmm. I know it's not him. So I'm seeing the traumatic change firsthand. And uh, it, it, it stopped being... Uh, when will we get this done? And it's just, I mean, if we're going to get this done and two, when can we get mm-hmm. this done? And so we just mm-hmm. really turned on full bore, you know, brought, we brought Mark in what a year and a half, two years ago. I mean, just amazing. And he, yeah. the steam has just been picking up, um, you know, where you could have Googled us a year and a half ago, you might've found our website. Now there's like 30 pages of 2B3D. And so we're, yeah. we're getting a lot of steam, but, um, but yeah, I, that's, I'm going to turn it back to Mark. <laughs> or if you have yeah, I was reading about you all in Forbes as well. It was, it was a great article. And so in fact, I will put that in the show notes at jamesmenorlifeology.com and they can read the, the article there as well. Uh, I was reading about the different aspects that you, you're able to, with the people who go through this program, you're seeing an uptick in their brain generation. You're seeing the changes in the, in the brain. Can you tell me more about that as well? Yeah. yeah one of the groups that we were working with um, that we want to duplicate, you know, they're doing, yeah. they, they had, uh, they were working mostly on like moving the blood flow to the injured part of the brain and mm-hmm. they figured out some, some ways to do this. And, uh, you know, they did their first clinical trial and uh, the three, it was 34% in three days in uh, healing wow. of the brain. Right. So wow. we're, we're, we're spotting things like this and we're just like, we're looking for them. We're trying to get them in and we want to duplicate them. And so the, the tech is here. We can do it. Like I said earlier, but I mean, so mm-hmm. is the healing. People are starting to make crackdowns now that it's a big yeah. deal. Like you said, it wasn't, sure. nobody was talking about PTSD when I was in high school. Yeah. Right. You know, now it's, it's become mental health is the number one talked about issue that and the opioid addiction and Colonel Mark had mm-hmm. mentioned that before. 
we uh, recently collabed with uh, BioCore RX, which is a publicly traded uh, company here in California as well mm. that they specialize in uh, opioid addiction. And um, oh, wow. so what we found is all these, uh, you know, programs that they do, it's the same thing. We can NFT those programs, which a lot of people don't know what an NFT is, but it's basically digital property. And mm -hmm. we can bring those into our uh, environment. And so somebody that also ha is struggling, you know, it could be an AA room. It could be, uh, you know, a mm -hmm. videos a program, whatever it is, but we can bring those in. And we're, we're really looking hard um, at different groups that have different yeah. things that we can duplicate, bring in and uh, make, make healing fun again. And James, James, if I can add on to that. So, sure. you know, a lot of people are familiar with that, the eye motion desensitization, desensitization, desensitization reprocessing. training, mm -hmm. right, and reprocessing. And so a lot of the new cognitive-based therapies incorporate a lot of that as far as anxiety. Well, mm -hmm. you know, with VR, you've just enabled that. And so yeah. as you scan yeah. somebody's brain, and you notice the portions that shut down with a person who has anxiety or PTSD. Uh -huh. And now you map that against, you know, hey, I've got to move left and look at three different light colors, but that stimulates this portion of the brain. And now you're reprobing that brain, that portion of the brain, cognitively rewiring it mm -hmm. to, you know, minimize the traumatized area. And so it's really training people to deal with that trauma and then, um, you know, getting the brain ideally, as Rob said, to self-heal itself. Um, we're not, you know, we're looking at medications uh, potentially sure. to help with addiction, but we're mm -hmm. not necessarily looking for medications to help uh, with uh, therapy for the brain. Because, sure. as you know better than me, um, it's, the brain's a tricky place and not every brain is the same, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we have seen a remarkable, I guess what I would tell for people that are not familiar with this space, when you give your, your son or daughter a video game and then they're like glued to it and they just won't get away from it, yeah. we're taking that and we're trying to turn it so that it's addressing the actual anxiety effect. That same uh, obsessive nature that gets you the dopamine release, that gets you hooked on the video mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. Now we're trying to get that to get you hooked on the healing of, of the PTSD and the anxiety. I went to your website, chibi3d.com, and I was able to look at uh, the, you had a YouTube video there, and I was able to see what the model looked like of the, I don't, I don't know what kind of room you describe it, but it was maybe the waiting room or the doctor's office or, or something. And it was interesting. Wait, wait, so I, I was telling here. Yeah, I was, oh, home room, yeah. So I have my VR headset here, and I was envisioning how that would look for me because those of you who have never done VR before, it is crazy. It's really wild. I mean, to put something on and completely be immersed in a world. And it's funny to watch people who are playing the game because they're, they look silly, but they're actually, to them, it's not because they're doing whatever they think they're doing. Um, but it's really cool to see how you gamify that to such a way and, and, and to help people who don't want to go to therapy or who have a fear of that to be able to perhaps even create their own avatar, but to be in a room in a space that can really help them in such a way, like you said, create the dopamine, be excited about it. This is fun. And it kind of gets beyond that initial fear or anxiety that we have regarding treatment. Yeah, I've got something really big on that. So um, first of all, yes, it is fun. I wanted to go see uh, the Northern Lights. It's on my bucket list, right? But I'm going to go, if I'm going to pay for a vacation, it's going to be Bali. It's going to be a surf trip. It's going to be a snowboard trip. So I was never going to make it there. Uh, my first time putting on headsets, I was in a yurt looking out at the Northern Lights, and it was so real oh, that I 
just crossed it off my bucket list. I don't really think I have to go anymore. <laughs> it was that real. If you go to our Twitter and you scroll back a little bit, my wife for the first time put on her VR headset and uh, it was a video um, of the movie It where it was like a little thing where it walked you through and you know the clown jumps out. She screams so loud, has to cross her legs. Like, I mean, it's, it's so funny. I think it got the most likes I've ever had on Facebook or Twitter ever for anything. It probably went viral, I don't know. But, but that reality aspect, you gotta know, the studies show, first of all, uh, 25 years of naval research has shown that um, VR helps PTSD, period. Doesn't matter what we're doing. If you put it in, it yeah. helps, right? It also has shown, uh, studies have shown that it reduces uh, pain. So for the opioid people that are trying to cut back, it re- reduces pain, that's, that. that's out there. Yep, so, but the biggest thing that I, you know, Mark and I've talked about a lot is you put yourself in that position of the person that is ready to take their own life. That person is probably in a darker room, He's, mm-hmm. you know, pro- I mean, things, things have gone bad, right? He's in his PTSD spiral. He's got the gun, he's got the pills mm-hmm. and he's about to do it. Well, studies show that if you can get to somebody within five minutes of deciding yes. to take their own life, I'm going to take my yes. own life. You got a five minute window where if you can get into that, uh, it shows that it's a 90% success rate. So when I talked about 40,000 veterans that killed themselves, if somebody would have been there in that five minute window to talk them out of it, um, it wouldn't be 40,000, right? We take away the PTSD yeah. and we take away and, and give them the help. This is the only way that I know of where the, the second they grab those goggles and put them on, they are no longer in that apartment. It is so mm-hmm. real. They're looking at the Northern Lights. They're yeah. in our homeroom where there will be seven other veterans just going in there to play the games, but also waiting for that person to come in. And that veteran may be able to say it was me last month, you know, and I'm still here. Mm. Let's talk about it. So yeah. the ability to take one second, put them on, and now you no longer see the gun. You no longer see the pills. Yeah. Let's say that you want the police to come. Please come with the guns in your hand. You got you to shot it, getting shot just for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But you know, through talking to somebody, put the gun down, you know, go walk to the kitchen, just take baby steps so you don't hit the wall or whatever. I mean, there's just, there's so much that can be done with that five minute sure. window um, by taking somebody from where they're at and putting them somewhere else and having them actually really, truly feel like they are somewhere else like that. Wow. And that is one of the biggest uh, aspects to this whole project as to why we were doing that. And it, it, he's like Mark said, all the high risk suicides when it comes to PTSD, maybe they don't have it. But the one thing that everybody has is that five minute window where your chances mm-hmm. are 90% better if you yes. do get to something that can help you. And uh, that's one of our big aspects. Yeah. What are the different treatment modalities that are part of this? So I go, let's walk me through this as, as, a, as a participant. So I put my VR headset on and I arrive in the homeroom. Um, what, what, what happens? What, what's the process for, for someone like me? So you want me to take this one, Rob? Yeah, that's all you yeah. have. So, so we're trying to set it up just like a, a normal clinic. Mm-hmm. That's how we're trying to do it. So um, you can see the interaction with the other avatars. So you know you're not alone in that environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, at ideally what we're going to do is we're going to, once we assess you into the system, validate that you're who you say you are, this is where that NFT man- identity yeah. management comes in. So we don't have uh, people going in there that shouldn't be in there. Um, and then once you're in that room, ideally we're deferring you to group therapy because studies have shown mm-hmm. group therapy for suicide uh, ideation is so much yeah, more it normalizes it, significantly and, normalizes the struggle. And, 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 and it also has, James, it has the trickle-down effect of making those people that are trained therapists. And, you know, that group's been shrinking ever since COVID because they just – Yes. got work to the ground. Now, where I would have to have 20 counselors that can only do with one person at a time, well, I'm going to still have that one-on-one triage, but then I can mm-hmm. quickly pass into a counselor or two that has a group of 20. 
And um, the other thing it allows us to, and so you can do the group therapy. We're also going to have um, CBT modules, cognitive behavioral therapy mm-hmm. modules for individual self meditation. If somebody wants to do something by themselves, nice. and you could be like Rob is a, uh, Rob was fooling around with Andy and they did uh, the, some surfing. They recreated an Unreal Engine 5, some surfing designation. So if you want to go to the ocean and That's do some really meditation cool. there, you want to go to the Northern Lights, you want to go to the top of the Himalayas in a Buddhist temple with the, with the, with the bells ringing, mm. you can do that quickly in VR. And the structured program will be one that's designed by uh, psychologists and professionals to get the most out of you. And then the great thing, again, about the NFT is if I stop halfway through that module, the next time I come in, I just pick up where I was. Oh, so, so, I mean, it's, um, it's really, really, cause that, that through that NFT module, it'll be assigned to you. And so it now mm-hmm. becomes you are associated with your, your persona. So when you're mm-hmm. in that environment we're I'll leave you this, we're not trying to replace the brick and mortar, uh, sure. therapy clinic sure. psychologist, what we're trying to do is fill in that gap. So if somebody is two hours away from something like that, or yeah. if it's a Sunday night at 1 a.m., that there's a place that they can go to. Yep. That's and your question directly on that, what, what were we doing there? Sure. That particular space is a homeroom that we're, we're building different concepts. So when you uh-huh. leave the door, that takes you to the doctor's office. We had to have a, a, a way of, being able to interact with, let's just say I'm going to kill myself. Boom, I come in. Now I'm talking to seven people, right? Well, mm-hmm. we're going to get you in to see a therapist. Once you leave that room, those seven guys can't know what you're saying, right? This is private one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. So for HIPAA compliance reasons, we've had to put in a lot of stuff to where once you leave this room, you go in here. Now it's just you and the doctor. And, uh, you know, like Mark was bringing up NFTs. A lot of people won't know what NFTs are, but they're basically digital property. And one of the big things in the medical world right now is uh, prescriptions, right? Fraud prescriptions mm-hmm. was a big deal. And now it's like, you can't write them. Um, this is a way of uh, having trustless property. So we're building it out in a way where if you do go, you do see that therapist. Um, I, I have another company, Bell Medical Solutions, which has works with a thousand locations throughout California. Um, and we're working with certain ones to where they're going to have these nodes where once the, N, the MRI prescription, the pharmaceutical mm-hmm. prescription, those NFTs Mark was talking about that, that verify that, that this mm-hmm. is the right person, this is the right doctor, and it transpires. You can get everything done, and if it is prescriptions, they can be at your doorstep the next day, right? So, I mean, all of this stuff wow. can be done without having to leave the house. And it, there is a large group of people that, when they're in this state, they don't want to leave the house. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to do it. So, when I was doing a lot of my internships, uh, I was in a re- really rural area up in Canada, um, and we, there's just wasn't enough providers up there, and so it's just you know to be to have to be in a place like you said that's very remote or just a not essentially a metropolitan place. There's not a lot of people. So I, th- I think this is an absolute wonderful, fantastic idea. Um, and, and I can't wait to, to hear the reviews of it as well. Are there any, the, some of the people that have been through this already, do you have some of the reviews as far as how their, their uh, symptoms may have changed? No, we're yeah. still building. We have the one clinical trial mm-hmm. that, uh, that mm-hmm. we're yeah, working with that group. But Mark, that. if you want to handle that, but we're, yeah, we're still like, building. Yeah, we're still building it. What I would say is, um, Initial results when you're in that controlled environment have been very positive. Mm-hmm. Of course, sure. you know, the real right. test will be when we bring them in six months and a year later to make sure that it sticks, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, um, you know, what we're, we're – that is like – that's like the touchdown vision that Rob wants, and I think we all want that. But we're yeah. taking it logically, and logically the first phase is the crisis support center. Mm-hmm. 
sure. uh, which is Me just too. which is just getting them to stay alive so then they can get to the treatment, right? Yes, yes. Um, exactly. And that's really that's really how we're structuring it. We're doing a parallel, but uh-huh. our primary emphasis is on making sure people have a place to go uh, so they can get past that immediate crisis. Because mm-hmm. James, you probably know this as out. well, but if you call nine eight eight and you don't literally have a gun in your hand or pills in front of you, mm-hmm. they will they will hang up on you because yeah. you know that. I mean, it's just a matter of numbers, right? I mean, they 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 that five minutes Rob was talking about. If you don't have that gun in you, if you're like, hey, I'm having suicidal thoughts, um, they'll be like, well, call me back when you have the gun in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the difference between passive and active the, thoughts, which is yeah, with the group environment, well, now you can roll more of those people that just have those suicide thoughts in there, mm. um, and so yeah. um, it's just real advantageous. But as far as the uh, the, the therapy, um, we're working with several groups right now. God love Robbie; he's he he lives with the phone to his ear, um, and we're we're trying to develop. Um, how should I say the initial testing results have been really good. But Good. you know, I bet it would be. We're uh, we're putting a little bit more medical rigor into the next mm-hmm. line of testing, um, of so that we can have uh, some professionals that come back and say, "Hey, you, you," because you know we're IT and cyber clowns, right? On the technical mm-hmm. part, they can say, "Hey, this stuff, this stuff really works from a medical perspective." But the initial results have been uh, extremely positive. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to have you guys back um, maybe next year when when things are rolling out as well. So Robert Bell and retired Colonel Mark Schnomberg, Schnomberg, <laughs> if you guys want to find out more, more information about you and to learn more about GB3D and how they can be a part of it and also just learn more about you all, where do they find this information online? Yeah, it, it, you can go to 2B3D.com. That's our website. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, we've mentioned the word NFT. For those of you who don't, don't know what it is, um, it, it's a non-fungible token. Um, we have designed a collector's pass um if you do go to uh, our website there will be a mint page if you'd like to help uh the you know help us out and, and join the club um you can purchase one with a credit card or with uh you know crypto and uh it, they're not expensive you know so it's just a um a fun way but that that'll give you access to our our discord um private room discord so all updates we're gonna try to update those rooms first before everything before it goes out on twitter before it goes to any interviews we i updated about this you know so um that's a that's a fun way to do it, and uh, but yeah, two b three d dot com or join, uh, sign up for our newsletter on there, and uh, that'll also keep everybody uh, informed. Wonderful. My viewers and listeners also know that if they can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I'll link you with 2B3D. I have the Forbes article in there as well as our newsletter uh, website as well. Thank you both so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. James, my privilege. Thanks, James. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.